You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Everyone, welcome to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the sixth of June, twenty thirteen. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And Dave, it was going to be a technology show. I really want to talk about Google and Google Analytics, um, some of the new things that are coming out in Google Analytics. I have a great crowdsourcing question I want to ask about uh, Google+. And then the whole world blows up over the American government secretly recording calls, uh, Verizon calls. And that, you know, seems to be the thing that everyone's talking about. How you doing? Yeah, I, I'm doing well. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, other than, uh, you know, I mean, what's a little uh, privacy violation between, uh, well, I'd say friends, but between friends and the government? Well, you know, all Canadians from now on, this is what you have to do, okay? I'm just, just pretend, pretend I'm on the phone with my mom. It's like, hi, mom. Pursuant to the data collection, the Federal Data Collection Act of uh, 2008 and the Ontario uh, Privacy Act of uh, 2011, I have to tell you that a third party is likely recording this call because I'm calling you from New York. Um, anyway, now that I'm compliant with the law, how's dad? <laughs> um, I mean, you know, it, it is interesting that, that you get a, a sort of uproar about it. Um, the question, I mean, I, I would pose this to you, and, and not that I, I think this is a, this is a great thing. I don't. I, I obviously have, have there's obvious bi- uh, privacy concerns that I have. However, um, I also look and go, yeah, like, I, I don't know, they got caught. <laughs> that, that's about it. Am I surprised that they were doing it? No. No? I mean, is it just Verizon? Probably not. <laughs> um, hey, Dave. If, yeah. uh, can, I, can I sort of interject here? Because you know I got an opinion on this, right? Yo, go right ahead, Jim. <laughs> they did nothing illegal. No, they didn't. In nineteen, in, I'm sorry, in two thousand and one, a act called the Patriot Act was passed that gave 
the American security apparatus sweeping uh, surveillance powers. Since then, the American people have been the most surveilled people on Earth. We've said it on this show a number of times. Um, the, uh, the, 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 at AT&T in San Francisco, a broom closet that was being used by the NSA to record, like, everything um, was discovered by uh, and, and published in Wired Magazine in, uh, what, 2007? Yeah. Um, and as people who are not Americans, we've known for our entire lives that any electronic communication we have, any telephone communication we have um, – within our own country or crossing over into American territory has been recorded by the NSA. And I just got to say to the American people, what the heck took you so long to get freaked out about this? It's like 12 years. It's affected every part of your life. It's been affecting the rest of us for like our entire lives, but we're not American citizens. So, you know, we don't really count, but you guys, what's taken you so long to catch on? I, you know what? I think that's more my uh, my reaction to this whole thing. Is is it? It is. I mean, it's a, it's a big hubaloo. Um, but at the same time, it's like, well, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like there, there's no part of me going. Yeah, it's like, oh, I knew it was going on. Yeah, you know? okay. Well, there you are. Now, now you know. Um, instead of now you know ninety percent because who has a power like that and doesn't use it um, when they're um, you know wanting to. <laughs> So you knew it was going on. Now it's just a little more out there. Um, the outrage will die down a year from now. It'll be somebody else, and it'll just be less outrageous because there'll be another example of it, right? I mean, um, I think you and I, and we've mentioned it on the show before, it's it's that old throwback, and it's what bothers me, I think, the most about the entire thing is, you're right, it's the most surveilled group on, on the planet right now. Well, no, I shouldn't say on the planet, but certainly the uh, most. It is, actually. No, it is. They are. China's um, got nothing on the NSA. That that's true because they're there. The U.S. is a much more connected population with with the freedom to do things freedom. that would be more freedom to do things that would violate what the government would like them doing. Now, um, the real question I think that needs to be asked is: Is anything going to happen for this collection of data? Yes, they have it on you, but what do you see? Jack boots at your front door today. Are people like kicking down um, the 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 door at the local daycare to get in and arrest the teacher for thought crimes? No, there's so much data that it's impossible to actually sort and uh, and correlate it. It's 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 nigh on impossible to see um, this collection of data really being used to oppress the people. I can't imagine how that happens, but I can imagine that. The uh, the security services are, are 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 quite concerned about chatter that has that they have found that have demonstrably stopped um what 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 what, what could have been and thank God it got, thank goodness it was it stopped attacks on Canada United States UK and mm-hmm. other Western democracies. Um, there's value to the information. Um, what I'm asking is why people are freaking out. Why didn't they challenge or find out about this before? So, as a public service announcement, Web Pro News today has published 
a list of hundreds of words that you could say on the phone or um, type into your computer that will raise flags at the NSA. This is going to get you listened to. Words such as, I don't know, gangs, attack, drill, cops, social media, Islamist, um, artistic assassins, whatever the heck that's all about. Um, oh, that's about Southwest border violence. Artistic assassins. I don't want to know. Um, <laughs> delays, electric, bridge, dock, Tamiflu, and let's see, leak. Those are words among hundreds of others that will raise the attention of security personnel. You know, it's 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 interesting, and I'm looking through this, and you know they've got to be triggers on, like, you know, patterns and stuff like that, because I'm looking through this list going, I, I can see how these things would, would make that um, list, you know, deaths, um, so, for example, words like screening and, and epidemic and stuff, but at the same time, if you want to catch all of them, Oh my goodness, how many false positives are you going to get with this list? <laughs> and, and, which goes to what I was saying a few minutes ago. Um, for the super paranoid set, watch out. <laughs> you may as well. I mean, you're super paranoid, so you're going to be doing it anyway. So get used to watching out and enjoy it. And for the rest of us, you know, like, get mad, certainly. It's not cool. But I don't think that you can expect to see the police at your front door tomorrow. That's probably not going to happen. No, if nothing else, from a PR perspective, they need a big win before they can, <laughs> right? Like you, they need to make a bust based on this information. They can go see this is how great we are, and this is well. How and that's the whole. Well, here's and what I'm what I'm suggesting is they actually do make big busts based right. on this information, and you'll never know that it happened, and you don't need to know that it happened, and it's you know, you're probably better yeah. off not knowing that it happened. Well, indeed. Um, it, for a lot, for a number of reasons, it's not good to talk about every um, potential attack that has been thwarted. Did, uh, did you notice on Web Pro News that they made all those words a great big image? <laughs> I did. I do. I, I was trying to copy and paste a couple of them. It was one image. I was like, "Oh man, that sucks." Um, but I can see it. Although I also note that it's impossible to be Web Pro News and not write the word incident, uh, <laughs> faculty, um, bridge, dock, port, smart, power, grid. Um, you can, I mean, you can't be Web Pro News and not write the word telecommunications or communications infrastructure at least once in text. No, and, and I mean, uh, technology one, my favorite word here was cloud. Oh, no, right. <laughs> like, yeah, it's under the hazmat section. <laughs> it's like, well. <laughs> there you go. Uh, uh, I like some of the ones under cybersecurity. Uh, you know, you got the usual ones, rootkit, phishing, uh, freaking. But there's other ones on, like, uh, Cain and Abel. I want to find, I have to ask Christine what that's all about. Exactly what does Cain and Abel mean? Um, brute forcing. And social media. If you write social media, apparently that's going to uh, raise a red flag somewhere. Well, I all of our listeners are now under the radar. Yeah, and <laughs> or under the microscope. Right. Employees, for sure, who live in social media and write social media like for a living. Oh, man. Wow. 
just don't write on social media about the cloud because <laughs> they are not my employees. I've never met them before. <laughs> I have no idea why they were talking about that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> anyway, that's the big hullabaloo today. Uh, the the surveillance, surveillance, surveillance. Wow, huh? Wow, it's not surprising. <laughs> one last quote on it. One last one last thing on this because it's a really funny tweet. Uh, some. Some Twitter wag named uh, G. Hardy, or I'm sorry, Q. Hardy, wrote, uh, quoted Senator Feinstein, Diane Feinstein, it's just metadata. There's no content involved. Senator Feinstein defends the NSA and kills her future career as a data scientist. Okay, you had to see it. It's visual mm-hmm. humor, I suppose. <laughs> um, ba, 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 da, da, da. What else do we have here? Um, we could talk. We lots of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> what do you have on your docket? Um, well, let me just go through. I got, you know, as, as you probably do too, I got so many tabs open of stuff I'd like to talk about. Um, well, one of them was a, was a fun one, and it, and it comes up often. Uh, Matt Cutts put out a video. Oh, when did he put it out? Just a couple of days ago, anyway. Uh, addressing the question, um, did the Panda and Penguin updates get pushed out or, or addressing the rumor that they get pushed out um, just to push paid ads? Yeah. <laughs> Um, you've heard it I've heard it right my rankings drop and Google just wants more of my money through paid um, that's why these updates happen it's, it's just to shove more money into into paid um, you know I mean he, he does a good job of addressing it but it's funny because to me it breaks down just into one core fact that that is indisputable across the board which is there are 10 websites in most sets of search results that that rank organically um you know there's there's some exceptions where you might see seven or whatever but in general there's 10 sure so the just on on pure math here when you lose rankings and an algorithmic update hits you and you want to put more money into the into the Google coffers on paid, there is somebody who has now replaced you in the top ten. Okay, <laughs> so I'm following your logic here. Just uh, on the pure math of it, there are the same number of sites in the top ten. <laughs> That's why it's called the top ten. It's ten. So it's a zero sum scenario. Every algorithmic update is a zero sum scenario. You can complain because you lost somebody's very happy because they gained it's it's always a zero sum um and so i mean he does a great job of addressing it you can you can go over to uh you know to the to youtube to the youtube i'm talking like my my grandma now um go over to that youtube and and look up uh, matt cut's videos and and there you'll see it it's it's just from a couple days ago and it's um addressing this he does he does it more eloquently than me because he doesn't go Come on, people, there's 10, and there's always 10. <laughs> He's a little more diplomatic, but um, I, I agree. We, we've heard those rumors all the time, right, that going into paid search will help your organic rankings. You know, going into paid search will hurt them because Google wants your money, and they see you'll pay and, and that sort of thing. And it's one of the times we, you, you always listen to, to Matt, and you, you got, you've got that little nagging voice in the back of your head going, he's saying what he's allowed to say, right? We all know this, right? I mean, he's a Google employee. He can't tell us everything. So you listen to what he says and go, he's saying what he can. Let's try and glean as much out of it. But this is one, he's come up time and time again on this one. And I've got to say, he's... He's right. 
these algorithms don't come out just to screw you, make you spend more money. Um, they come out to screw you because you built bad links or because you have thin content or <laughs> whatever. Or sometimes there's there's accidental loss, right? You know, and, and usually it's they can correct it in, in an update. But there's often collateral damage. But it doesn't mean Google's out to get you. It just means you look like something that's bad. You may not be, but you look like it for, for whatever reason. We've all had those uncomfortable moments, either staring across the desk or staring through a telephone line with a client and asking the question, why should you be in the top 10? <laughs> like, why should you be there? Tell me that what, so I can tell them that. Right. What do you offer that's different than the other 10 sites that are already there? Yeah. I mean, it can be done. Don't get me wrong. But why should it be done? And, uh, you know, like, like people have this expectation. Well, you know, it's a business. So it's got to be. You know, it's, it's about commerce. No, like either you're making a really good website that um, better conforms to Google's situational information needs. So don't forget, it's all situational. There's a new term right now, situational search. Um, it's all situational based on who, the person doing the, doing the search. As a matter of fact, you may well be in the top 10 for somebody doing a search. You're not, you don't even know it. You're not in the top 10 for yourself doing a search. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, I know exactly what you mean. So is Google trying to drive people towards paid advertising? Of course they are, but not through <laughs> algorithmic, algorithmic updates. And then it right. gets even crazier when you do have that conversation with a client, and it might be to their advantage to be involved in paid search for a while, to uh, as a branding exercise perhaps, to bolster oh, yeah. the uh, clickability of the top ten link we got them. <laughs> Okay, you have, a, you, have, you have 10 organic top 10s, again, as Dave said, more or less, mm -hmm. depending on whatever factor. And so I see like xyz.co.uk and xyz, supposed to be xyz.co.uk, <laughs> and xyz in the paid and xyz.co.uk in, uh, in the organic. One really does bolster the credibility of the other. Oh, most certainly, most certainly, um, and uh, you know uh, some great studies were done. Going back, I think the first one I read on it was uh, I can't even remember the company that did it anymore. It's three sixty something rather. Anyway, uh, three sixty interactive. I think anyway done in two thousand six, um, and, and there's been studies since documenting what happens to your organic click through rate when you're invested in in paid search and you know for branded for non branded and, and this and that. And there's clear signs that your organic wins. Um, and to that, I mean, you know, then we get into some interesting discussions about does paid help your organic? Well, if having paid increases a click-through rate on my organic, yeah, there's a pretty decent argument. <laughs> yes, paid is helping your, um, your organic by showing Google a stronger click-through rate, but it's not that Google is trying to architecture this. It's just that people act as people act, and if they see your name twice, they're more likely to click on it because you're more, quote-unquote, trustable. Bingo. Uh, and again, it just... Just as Google doesn't plan ahead to mess you, you, or you over to drive you over to you know to in, in, into uh, paid listings, there's no yes and no answer. Sometimes, sometimes you know, if you lose ranking, going to paid is a smart thing to do for a few weeks until you recover ranking again. Mm -hmm. But again, it's not. It's it's what is it? Um, 
coincidence is not coincidence is not causality. Is that how it goes? That's uh, correct. Yeah. That yeah. Anyway, um, there has been a lot of shift in the uh, in in search results because of Panda and because of, and Penguin. Um, they're actually, in my mind, a little bit better. I, I mind agree. You, mind you, you know the, the the weird thing is I don't do keyword SEO as my, or how to say this because we all do keyword focused SEO. There's no getting around that. But I just don't care about them as much anymore. Um, I mean, I do care about them to one degree or another. <laughs> That's how people are finding the 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 my clients' pages. But because it's it's next to impossible to measure ranking. I find that I don't care about them as much. I care about what's driving traffic and what traffic's converting. It is definitely more difficult, but I, you know, this is where, and you just get into different metrics. I think I probably pay more attention to uh, to keyword reports than, than a lot of SEOs mm-hmm. um, now do. I, I run, you know, larger lists and, and this and that. I mean, nothing, uh, nothing can replace actually going into analytics and looking at stuff, actually going into Webmaster Tools and seeing what are you getting high impressions on that you're not getting, um, you know, clicks on or, or that sort of thing. But No question there. No, no, no argument there. Um, but uh, but I, I do still like my, uh, maybe it's a throwback. Maybe it's, it's you know, Dave SEO circa, you know, 2000. <laughs> uh, I still like them when I see green arrows up. Uh, you know, I mean, we run our reports off a server that's dedicated to that. We run no searches off of it. <laughs> That's all it does. It's as clean um, as you can get it. It's sure. as clean as it can get, and it gives me my in a generic world. <laughs> this is what I'm looking at, and if I see up generically, I'm happy, and if I see down generically, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Okay, you know what? It's 20 after the hour. We got to take a break. I want to come back and actually talk a little bit about some of the changes at Google Analytics, um, some of the, the the ways they've strengthened the platform recently. Um, maybe we can talk about that Google America political party thing. That seems like a little <laughs> bit of fun. Um, SES Toronto's coming up. We should talk a little bit about that. But before we talk about anything, we got to take a break here on Web College. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, it's Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You listen to Web College on webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned. We're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Web College. We'll be back after this short break. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Time now for another exciting episode of Face of Analytics. Brought to you by AnalyticsSEO.com. In our last adventure, our hero was fending off his evil nemesis, Rhino the <laughs> Algo. <laughs> That ruthless rhino has updated the algorithm again, and our website is falling down the rankings fast. Have no fear. Use our automated SEO tool to stay updated and to monitor your site with detailed reports. Or use our multi-site project management tool to manage all of your sites to stay on top. 
Take it from our fearless friend and be your own SEO hero with AnalyticsSEO.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. WebmasterRadio.fm presents CEO Coach, a show custom-built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. Jellian Music, your CEO coach, will break down the art of business development from the ground up. CEO Coach, on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And I'm actually, George uh, Brasco shared in the break a really cool piece from the Google Analytics blog, Google Analytics becoming a robust testing platform with Content Experiments API. So Google has announced a uh, API that allows you to run experiments, uh, content experiments. Tool for easy testing. Their tool for easy testing site content with pro- programmatic optimization to achieve analytics objectives. Are you on this page, Dave? Uh, I'm on the page. I'm looking at it. I read it on, read through it on the uh, on the break there. Just for fun, try reading out loud the first sentence in the second paragraph. Wow, that's a tongue twister. What the today we're excited to share today the launch of an API for content experiments. This is where it gets fun. Our tool for easily testing site content with programmatic optimization to achieve Google or to to achieve analytics objectives. Wow. Apparently, yeah, Google Analytics and Analytics have now become synonymous in my brain. <laughs> well, the there's same. one thing. And also, I mean, you just get stuck in bureaucracy speak. You know, the, yeah. the first part of the sentence is great. It's totally understandable. The second part is total bureaucracy speak. And your brain snaffles out. Yeah, That's what I find like, happens. What are you going to do? Just tell me what you're going to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now, you know how Google has, has released a gajillion incredible products? Orchid for its time, was, you know, a relatively amazing product. But Mm -hmm. it was, you know, produced by great engineers who really have a hard time talking to the uh, Star Wars action figures above their computer monitors, much less real people. Um, Pesky people. They just can't market their way out of a paper bag, so they fall back on languaging like... Content with programmatic optimization to achieve analytics objectives. <laughs> Google, you're supposed. And to you know what? They probably don't even know that reads awkwardly. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> we actually well, need to think about what the words are to understand what they mean. Now, here's the thing. Like, it, it might actually be kind of cool that they do this because you know how lawyers use like 
uh, Latin to make sure that only lawyers can be lawyers? <laughs> I think Google has actually done something that makes things really easy for us as, um, as web marketers. This is a way to run ABC tests. You can have multiple pages fed randomly to your users to find out which content resonates best with them. Now, again, they could have just said that, but they had to say content with programmatic optimization to achieve analytics objectives instead. <laughs> Wouldn't it just be easier, Google? I mean, honestly, we would all get behind you. But, but, but again, it, on the other side, thank you for confusing the hell out of it so that nobody else could do it but us. <laughs> I'm not sure which well, way no, well, this one of the things in, in reading it I think um, for, our, for our listeners and, and any of them who, who are interested in doing A-B uh, testing um, and you know if you're not do um, <laughs> yeah, if you're not do it um, one of the things that I, I really like um, that they've included here and it's, it's in the um, redirect uh, or, or discussing the redirects that you're mentioning there. Um, one of my pet peeves historically about Google's way and you know, we've used it, I've been using it since it was a website optimizer and stuff I got one, you know, once upon a time but um, one of the things that I kind of didn't like about it, it was the only thing that worked though is it did do that redirect, right? You could go in there and you could set up, you know, it's page A or page B and you know, it'll show you your statistics for each one and what the bounce rate is and, and that sort of thing. Well now what but they, what they've done uh, with their, their latest updates is facilitated an environment where I can just select that area of code or, or the area on the site uh, or, or on the page and have it just show the same URL but rotate through. It'll show um, on the same URL, it'll just show a different experience to different people, mm-hmm. um, enabling me to get an understanding from the same URL what what are we actually dealing with? Like what which um, which version of the page or which version of the content is working better? And and one of the things I really like about that, and I don't know if this is a is a big problem, um, but if you end up with one that works really really well and you've run your test over a over a decent period of time, um, you may hit a scenario, and I have where people have actually linked to one you're not using. <laughs> they've they've linked to a version, and that's great, and maybe that's the one you're going to land on. But you're going to move that to your, you know, index.html file, right, or whatever. I mean, you know, I'm making it up. But you're going to move it to where its its actual location is going to be. Well, now you've got these. Basically, you've created some broken links um, into that environment. And one of the other things I like about it is it takes out that variable, and we've all sort of seen it. Where, and maybe it's just me. Maybe maybe nobody else looks as close. But I look at URLs. And when I see URLs that, that are, like, logical, if I see a URL that just ends with a slash or whatnot, um, I, I more trust that to be a homepage. If you land me on a homepage that redirects to test two, yeah, <laughs> right, I'm, I'm an SEO, so I understand a little bit more about what's going on. But it just takes out, I mean, it may not be a factor, but to me, it takes out one variable. If it's always so, the same URL, it's always the same page, you're just changing the experience on that page. It's a much more honest test. Indeed, indeed. Uh, and another takeaway point, if you are using different URLs, when you're done the test, make sure you have your 301 set properly. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Because, I mean, you know, and as, as always good advice and, and the way that I, I caught one out of a test I was running is 
it just you know make sure every at least once a month you're popping into webmaster tools and looking at your your errors <laughs> take a look see which pages you might have links to that you forgot about because there's no easier link to build the one that's already there and you just need to redirect it sure absolutely um now tell me true um well i'll, I'll tell you first the <laughs> i'll show you mine is, <laughs> the biggest value i've found is my assumption of the landing page that is going to work is often wrong. Yeah. I often say page A is going to work when, in fact, page C is the one that gets the conversions. And I, 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 I'm, I've been doing this for years. Yeah. I, I've been very, very wrong. I, uh, I was testing a few versions of our services page, um, like on our, on our current website, which is undergoing a whole new redesign. So you're going to see a whack ABC test coming up. But um, I, I was... Uh, I, I ran six, and I ended up just throwing this one out. It was the one that I had built to inject images into for the tests that I was running, right? Like, it was like the, the basic, it's just basic text and this and that. Anyway, I decided, not sure why, but I decided to, to throw it up there. Anyway, it converts 30% higher. I hate it. I hate my services page. I hate it with a passion. But I do like when my phone rings more than I hate that page. <laughs> There you go, so, right? so, um, so you're right. I mean, sometimes I, you know, your instincts are just off, and, and that's why when it comes to testing like this, there really are no stupid ideas. I mean, unless you'll know them if you see the really stupid ones. <laughs> but uh, you know, there are no real bad ideas. Another way to think about it is think of what, like in the old, in the days before the internet, before internet purchases, when you would have um, large companies spend a big part of their uh, marketing budgets just testing yeah. in front of consumer groups. Well, we live and work and present on the web. So where is our large consumer group? It's the web. Thing is, everything we do is kind of sort of has to be lifetime. That's just how the web works. Yeah. Um, and tests have to be conducted lifetime too. But again, but this is a good way to... Compile all your stats, do it quite easily, keep the same URL, have all your stats in the exact same place, and, um, you know, it's one of those things that a really good web marketer, at the very least, has to experiment with. Well, indeed, and, and one, of the, one of the sort of safeguards I found, because sometimes you are testing things that are right out there, right? You have, you have no idea, and you're, you know, if you're dealing with a site with, even go like a moderate but good, right? It's, it's a decent site, it's got, whatever, 500 visitors a day coming to it. You know, decent decent little site, you know, the guy makes some some good money. And you want to test something or he wants to test something or his designer wants to test something that's right out there. You you think it stands a higher chance of failure than success. Um, what I found is if you just create four permutations that are very very similar to each other and then one that's just right out there, at least you've offset, right? You're no longer sending half your traffic to this shot in the dark. Um, with with a just a standard AP test, and you're now sort of reducing that to in this example, twenty percent is going to that. And you could reduce it even further and make it ten percent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on on behalf of the uh, Toronto Fire Department, sorry. <laughs> One moment, I'm gonna I'm gonna quiet my mic. <laughs> well, thanks, Jim, for uh, letting us know the the urgency with which people need to run these tests. Uh, indeed. Well, it's so urgent, the fire department's reacting. That's how urgent it is. Okay, what else we got? It's uh, six minutes, so we got to take a break. So, 
You know what's coming up next week? At this time next week? Fun, fun, fun. That's what. You're going to be having a good time. I'm going to be having a great time. Search Engine Strategies comes to my hometown, comes to Toronto, Ontario, Canada. It's um, June the 12th, 14th at the beautiful Toronto Marriott Downtown Eaton Centre Hotel. Um, you know, interestingly, the uh, Toronto Marriott Downtown Eaton Centre is right across the street from where Toronto's enfeebled and embattled disgrace of a mayor has been hiding in plain sight for the past three weeks. So there's that. You know? Yeah, I made the mistake of turning on the CBC on the weekend, and boy, your mayor's sure being covered a lot. <laughs> you were, well, it takes, you've seen the size of the guy, eh? it takes a lot to cover him. <laughs> um, you've, uh, you were away when the story broke. Yeah, You were yeah, in was. Europe, where um, they don't care if their mayor's a crackhead or anything. Um, <laughs> well, I'm sure they do care if their mayor's a crackhead or, um, you know, like uh, using Toronto... Uh, Toronto transit buses to ferry his high school football team around or, um, you know, cozying up with developers, um, playing footsie over the gravy train and stuff like that. But, yeah, um, SES attendees will be able to spot our crackhead mayor in the wild. And if they do, they should call the media because the media has been trying to find him. Um, Because City Hall is right across the street from the uh, beautiful downtown Marriott uh, Toronto Marriott Downtown Eaton Centre, where Searches and Strategies Toronto 2013 is going to be held, and actually, it's going to it's going to be a really good show. Um, it's got it's got a great lineup this year. Um, I'm going to be uh, I'm speaking on landing pages, so uh, you know we're going to be talking about the uh, Google the uh, this this new um, analytics uh, ex- content experiment API. Definitely going to be talking about that. Um, what else is happening there, though? Parties. <laughs> yes, I mean, networking be. events. <laughs> there will be networking events. Um, there's possibly a barbecue at my place in my backyard. But oh, I live, fun. like, uh, yeah, it'll be fun, but it'll be hard to get to for people. Because I live, like, way in the far north end of the city. I'm at the very end of the subway, of the northern subway line. Um... I live so far north that I actually live in a, def- a different climate zone. <laughs> That's how far north I live in Toronto. That's a true story, by the way. I believe you. <laughs> On the weekend, next weekend, there's going to be a um, Webmasters golf tournament in Owen Sound. So far, I know for sure that uh, myself, Miranda Miller... Um... Oh, who else is going to be there? Goodness gracious. I knew a second ago. Danny Goodwin. Danny Goodwin's going to be there for sure, editor of uh, Search Engine Search Engine Watch. Um, no, nobody else is... I, I got a Facebook thing open, and nobody else is committing names right now. We're going to drag Chris <laughs> Bogues up as well. He doesn't know it yet, but we're definitely bringing him. <laughs> so yeah, SES Toronto next week. Uh, huge amount of fun if you're in Toronto, Ontario. Um, if you can't get tickets, I think there still might be some, but I, they're almost sold out. If you can't get tickets, at least get to the evening events. Um, find yourself, if you're in Toronto and you're not going to the conference, find yourself in bars and restaurants in that neighborhood. I guarantee you will hear interesting conversations. Um, it is 20 minutes to the hour. So we should take another break here. When we come back, I want to talk about the, you know, the, the rising... 
how to say this? I'm not going to say power of, but the influence of Google in Washington, D.C. You know, did you know that Google is the third largest lobby in Washington, D.C.? It's not surprising. Dollar for dollar. What um, are they behind? Tobacco and alcohol? Well, I mean... Tobacco and guns. They're behind... <laughs> that, I'll tell you, they're behind anything they can make an ad out of. That's what they're behind. <laughs> um, yeah, behind the NRA and behind the... Um, actually, not tobacco lobby, the food lobby. Yeah. Um, so big pharma, big food, and yes, of course, uh, the NRA. But then number three, Google. For better, for ill, we'll find out in a few minutes here on Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Until then, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Stay tuned. Back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Have you tried to do CPA conversions using social PPC and failed? You're not alone. These days, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube require true specialists to dominate. Aim Clear, the agency, brings definitive psychographic targeting, bleeding edge creative, and killer content amplification to the social advertising table. Aim Clear. This is how you sell with social. Aim Clear. This is how you sell with social. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest in digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G digital.com. I'm John Ball, and I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and mom-and-pop shops all around the globe. Our link-building strategies work because we focus on relevancy and quality, and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at pageonepower.com. Webmasterradio.fm presents PRSA. Diversity Today. PRSA members leading the PRSA Diversity Initiative. Look at the many roles diversity plays in the public relations profession. PRSA. Diversity Today. On demand anytime inside the PRSA channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on webmasterradio.fm. You're the host, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology, what appears to be the Politics Matter edition. Um, it's weird, Dave. People often wish to separate themselves from the political process because it's confusing or it's frustrating or we elect people who say one thing and totally do another. And... Yeah, I, I, I can understand that. But when initiative and policy directly directly affects them, much like in, a, in, in our original story on 
um, Verizon being ordered to hand over reams of metadata on all of its users and the the consistent spying on the American public, that's a political decision. You know, Mm -hmm. that's something that real humans decided. Real humans who were elected decided to make this happen. It's a political thing. And if you wish to be separate from politics, then your opinion will not be part of the decision that allows this this type of surveillance. So, that said, an article appeared in the one of the oldest technology journals, CNET. It's written by an author named uh, Chris Madzazek, and I probably, probably slaughtered his name. I apologize to him for that. It was published May the 19th. So it was actually published several weeks ago. Um, for the last three weeks, my life has been kind of chaotic. <laughs> um, I missed it. But I'm glad, I'm glad I got to see this article. To Mr. Matyazek, Chris Matyazek, the, 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 the author of this um, article at CNET, Google, America's third political party. He noted uh, a number of things in the keynote speech given at Google's I.O. 2013 conference, speech being made by uh, Google CEO Larry Page. Right now, um, right now, America's government isn't working. It's kind of like, you know, banging against each other for whatever reason. Stuff isn't moving forward in D.C. It's logjam. Log yep. One place thing things are moving forward very rapidly is Google. Check this out for, for the dream of a better tomorrow. Check this out, okay? Technology should do the hard work so people can get on with doing things that make them happiest in life. For example, you can revolutionize healthcare, you can revolutionize driving, you can revolutionize a zillion things people take for granted. You get more green space, fewer parking lots, more mobility, fewer accidents, more freedom, greater financial accountability. Because everything can be tracked and everything can be guided through technology. As a matter of fact, people will have to do less work. This is the promise of a better society being brought to you by the most profitable, one of the most profitable corporations in the world. And increasingly, according to this article, and also, you know what, this guy is, is right. Um, this article, I believe, is correct. We're seeing the large technology houses move into the political sphere, partially to affect real-world policy and partially because their products change things, change the way we do things. Um, another example is the political action committee set up by um, Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg. It has a huge influence in California because it has a huge amount of money that doles out. <laughs> That's right. Um, in many ways, when people can look at political action committees as lobby groups of their own. So what do you think? What do you think about the, the technocrats, the, uh, the technologists getting involved in the political world? Well, you and I are going to be both be incredibly biased here, right? I mean, you, you know that. We, we like it. <laughs> um, and why do we like it? Because nine times out of ten in the political arena, 
um, Google defending themselves defends my interests. I mean, that's, okay. Which is great. I mean, that's that's how we pool together. That's how committees are formed. That's how, you know, we'll side with Google. Why? Because when they're fighting for net neutrality, that helps me in my job, and I don't have the power to do it myself. Oh, I've brought you around. Um, <laughs> so off you go and, and, and you back something like that. Um, whereas if you, you know, do I think in the in the global sphere, um, you know, this is is necessarily in the in the in the global best interest. Um, I think we have to tread really, really carefully here. He makes some great points um, there and, and, and things that we've already known. I mean, if you look at. Um, a, a, a you know, what Google can accomplish just in in monitoring flus, right? And sure. how that how that can can help the world. If you put that on a global scale, if you put accountability like technology and and not just Google, but technology and, and accountability into things, yes, you you can you can get a lot of a lot of change. Um, but at the same time, the the fear I have, and 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 I'm sure you do too, um, and and a lot of our listeners do. Certainly, anybody who's ever watched Star Trek is if you carry that too far, if you take that human element out too far, if we're all just seeking the pleasure of not having to do these tasks we don't like and relying on this technology um, to be there to facilitate everything we need, you end up relying more on math and, and less on your heart. Now. I, I'm, a, I'm a math kind of guy. I, I'm totally fine with that, but there are lines that have to be drawn. And so allowing technology to have too big a place in, in the political sphere, if it's at the detriment of, um, you know, sort of more, more socially minded, um, you know, groups as well, then that's completely fine. But if we start focusing too much on, on just technology and what cool gadget we can get next, um, you take the human element out, and, and we all become, you know, zombies. You know, circa Wally. I don't know if you saw the movie, but you know, where where you're just in your own zone, and you know, now I'm in a car. I don't even need to pay attention, so I'm just gonna, you know, watch a movie while I'm doing. Just completely disconnect me from the world around me. You know, I think there's that we have to accept there's going to be aspects of um, our lives being made far better by technology, and as you just articulated very precisely, our lives being made much worse by technology. Um, we're already seeing that separation happen. It's hard to hold a conversation with somebody who um, doesn't speak in short, snappy sentences and change the subject frequently. <laughs> um, <laughs> Come on, 140 characters or less. Well, uh, uh, indeed. Um, it's, it's, I find often it's hard to have a conversation with somebody who is much less intelligent because I really only have the patience for three or four sentences per topic before my mind has moved somewhere else. And if you can't get it in three or four sentences, then we're probably not going to you know, meet up intellectually anyway. So, like, uh, let's move on. How's the Jays doing? Um, <laughs> honestly, I mean, I think this has already happened. In, this is one of the things that's already happening in society. Like, remember how short attention spans theater from, like, the 1990s was one thing. But today, it's incredible. So, oh, yeah. we, you know, the, 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 there's... Changes in the way we interact will certainly happen. But the thing that, that worries me about technology, you know one of the reasons why I got into the internet in like 1994? <laughs> because it was anarchy. <laughs> because it was a place where I was not going to get optimized. Where I was not going to get put into a box or into a set of parameters. <laughs> or be treated like, um, you know what I mean? A demographic right, which is group. 
is now the entire purpose of the internet. Well, yeah, as it turns out, and interestingly enough, you and I are champions of of one of the industries that did this. Um, uh, but it's always nice being on this side of the desk. The desk. <laughs> and so this is how hippies became yuppies, my friend. Yeah, so, so we have that going for us. Oh my god! I'm going to go. It's raining outside, so I'm just going to go drown myself. <laughs> Go lay lay down and look up at the sky and let the let the water uh, pool in my nostrils till I drown. <laughs> okay, whatever it happened. I'm old. I'm a hypocrite. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm almost dead anyway. So whatever. It's not my fault. <laughs> the next generation can save the world. That's right. Uh, it's their turn. Bloody hell. Um, we 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 made it empirical. <laughs> it's my metric to be part of the problem now. Empirical uh, and metric at the same time. Um, <laughs> so our kids will have the the joy of being able to clearly measure where it all went wrong. That's right. Okay, you know what? I, I we've got time is getting away from us. We have four minutes left. I really want to crowdsource an interesting question. Okay, what's that? Okay, like Google Plus is a very healthy obsession for people in, in, in my company, Digital Always. Mm-hmm. We are all over Google+. Plus. We love Google+. Plus. It's radically interesting. Now, with Google, the old PageRank formula at Google, the, the way that um, PageRank, Google Juice, um, Google Energy, call, call it what you want it, it used to be a... Well, a steal a phrase from earlier in the show, a zero-sum game. You get a little bit of Google Juice here, and you can dilute it. You can concentrate it. You can focus it. You can move it. You can, um, you can funnel it. Or at least you used to be able to. Some right? might say sculpt it. Some might say sculpt it, <laughs> indeed. But it was a finite amount being flown, being flowed through a certain URL. Correct? Correct. Does that same thinking happen in Google Plus? Is there a finite amount of energy in Google Plus? Now, here's the scenario. Our, one of our large clients has multiple branches across the country. We've developed unique individual websites for each of those branches. You know, the, 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 the local search and the uh, social media and all that stuff is, you know, they're all worked out. It's all personalized. It's all very unique to each of the branches, Okay. Mm-hmm. We're now moving them into the Google Plus universe. You know, it's all part of the long-term plan. Although things often take longer than you want them to, we're moving them. We're moving this massive group of people. Oh, by the way, each of the branches is owned by um, unique partners, and some of those partners own more than one branch. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we got the blogging. It's doing great. I mean, these the, these guys have bought the program, and they're doing great. Okay. So okay. now we're getting them involved in Google Plus and authorship and the authority that comes with it. And some of, the, some of them own more than one branch. So, of course, we have to set up to do places properly. We've got to set up a you know, Google Plus profile for those individual branches too, right? Right. Now, the authority, do, he's the owner. This, this, he or she is the owner of, say, three or four branches. Others are the only owner of only one. Are we diluting their authority by assigning them to three or four different branches? Good question. Now, I, I look forward to, to the 
you know, what ends up showing up. Um, but for, from my perspective, if you're asking, I'll keep it brief because I know we only got yeah, like, yeah. A, like a minute left. I view it a lot like links. Um, what you've created is an environment, and I think it's a great one, is an environment where each of these little satellite sites, because I assume each each company has its own you know, little site or certainly an area of the main site. You know, that's how sort of franchise or quasi-franchise environments work. Um, they're now blogging. They get to tag. They wouldn't get to tag the Rel equals author to the central thing, but they can to their blog. Right. So you're, you're, you're basically introducing a new signal that never existed before. So while, yes, if you could funnel it all to the top, you, you may end up with a stronger top. I think what you're creating oh, is a very uh, natural-looking architecture. It's a gorgeous, oh, it's gorgeous tape. Oh, my goodness. And it's legal, 100% legal. I'm not well, breaking a single rule here. Well, from what it sounds like, you're doing what you're supposed to do. This is what Google tells you to do. McDonald's uh, has uh, you know, pages for each of their franchise sites. So. Okay, so again, if there was a franchise owner, and just say that they were bloggers um, on the McDonald's site, and the franchise has three or four different locations, am I diluting this one author's authority by assigning it to a bunch of different uh, 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 blogs? Uh, and, and and again, back at the at, at the same profile. Uh oh, here's the hook. That's okay. us. That's the crowdsource question, friends. We may or may not be here next week. SES Toronto is happening, so I won't be here. Um, but stay tuned to Webmaster. We got to go really fast. Stay tuned to Webmaster Radio. More great content on behalf of Dave Davis from Beanstalk SEO. It's Jim Edge from Digital Always Media. We'll uh, well, we'll talk to you later. Have a great day. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.